Hello, everyone, and welcome to Joe's Tango Podcast, where we have in-depth and meaningful conversations with various instructors, organizers, and musicians in the colorful and exciting world of Argentine tango. I'm your host, Joe Yang. Thank you very much for joining us. My guest today is known for his creative tango style, which, due in part to his background in hip-hop dancing, seamlessly incorporates the traditional and non-traditional. He has taught at numerous festivals in dozens of cities, always bringing with him a strong dose of infectious energy. His passionate, nurturing teaching style has earned him a huge following and further demonstrates his commitment to seeing communities grow. And with me now is a teacher who has personally helped me a lot with my own dancing and has opened many doors for me, Mr. Rod Relucio. Welcome to the podcast and thank you so much for taking the time to be here. Hey, no problem, Joe. It's always good to hear your voice. <laughs> yeah. So let's get right into it. So I'll, let's take us back a little bit towards the beginning of your tango journey. Can you describe the moment when you knew you wanted tango to be a big part of your life? Uh, I have to say there's a few times it's happened. Um, okay. The first time is when it was uh, my uh, surprise birthday uh, present. Mm -hmm. um, this woman I was dating at one point, she uh, she took me around and we went to a museum mm -hmm. and it was closed and uh, we went through the back and she's like, oh, this door's open, so we go up into the museum when it was closed uh -huh. and when we walk in, uh, there was a spotlight on a woman uh, dressed in tango attire, but I didn't know what tango attire was at that point. She was dressed really nice. Okay. And there was a spotlight, and I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> uh, and uh, next thing you know, it was a private tango lesson for me. Awesome. It was the very first time I've ever even uh, thought of dancing tango. Mm -hmm. So after that, I liked it so much that uh, she bought me uh, you know, a beginner's package, which consists of six beginner's classes with her. Okay. And so, um, believe it or not, it was Melanie that was at the spotlight, oh. and I danced with Melanie, and I didn't know Melanie, mm -hmm. and now me and her teach on Mondays here in Chicago, so it's kind of like a nice big circle. You wow, know, that's really cool. That, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. I never knew that. That's really cool how that, yeah, that, that came about. Yeah. And so we did the six, six weeks mm -hmm. of uh, beginners, and I really liked it. And it was more of the connection and uh, the certain details of technique that really got to me. Um, but me and this one woman stopped dating, so I stopped doing tango because uh. you know I was I was doing it for her, and I started liking it. But when we stopped dating, I said to myself, "Wow, that tango was kind of cool. I think I'm gonna just look around and do it myself." So I oh. looked for teachers in Chicago, mm -hmm. and sure enough, I just went to all the different teachers and took class from them, and that's how I really fell for it. Mm -hmm. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, really quick, can you can you describe your first malanga? What was that like for you? Well, that was interesting because it was in Little Italy in Chicago, and it's a very small cafe. It's not there anymore. Okay. But when I first walked in, I went to the bar, the okay. first thing, because <laughs> I'm not – it was like I took the Prima Longa class, which is always good to do, and especially for beginners, and they're going mm. for their first Malanga. And I, I always take a friend because I'm not comfortable yet. Yeah. And so I took my friend Fabrizio, who's still in Tango, which is great. Nice. But – 
it was the social aspect. It wasn't just the dance that really got me. Um, I didn't understand the music so much because it was so foreign to me. Okay. I grew up on hip hop and uh, house music dancing. Okay. So it was really nice to see all these people from different backgrounds coming to dance mm -hmm. uh, tango, and it just wowed me. And I and that's what hooked me is not just the dance, mm -hmm. but also the social aspect of it. Mm. Yes. Yeah, of so, course, I okay. didn't dance in the uh, malanga. Okay. I just watched because of fright, uh, <laughs> and I just with me, I like to know how to do things before I jump into it. Yeah. So I wanted to uh, just watch people, and to, and my competitive side mm -hmm. got the best of me, and I said, "Oh, I want to be better than him. I want to be better than him. Uh, oh, I like the way this guy dances. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, and things like that." I and see. it was just really good to see how. Different ages were all dancing together, and after the the time that ended, they would go apart, go to their tables, mm -hmm. and then look for another one to dance with the next time. To, so. Okay, excellent, excellent. Yeah, so that's kind of a segue, you know, into the next question I have is, uh, you've been teaching for a while, you've worked with tons of beginners with, um, with your experience as a teacher. So what what advice do you have for helping beginners stick around? Well, I would also give advice to the teachers. Sure. Um, my thing for me is everybody has it in them. It's a matter of how much they want it because, mm -hmm. to me, tango uh, is not just a dance. It's it's people that commit to it are the ones that are just very uh, more detailed and technique. That's what they're looking for because that's what tango is. It has a lot of technique, and you have to love that. Mm -hmm. You have to... You have to want to to work at it, and not everybody has that. Some people just want to just dance, yeah. and I don't mind that. That's mm -hmm. why I kind of teach them just a little basic and, and then see if that can really stick to them because mm -hmm. a lot of times it takes more than one class for somebody to say, oh, I want to do this. Yeah. But the big thing for a teacher to do is encourage them to come back because mm -hmm. they let them know how hard it is, yeah. kind of give them that, hey, if tango was so easy, everybody would be doing it. Exactly. And yeah. so that's one of the big things that I say to people. So it's it's like challenging the the person, their inner self, to say, "Hey, I want to do this." Mm -hmm. But at the end of the end of the class, we kind of show them what tango can what tango can uh, do. Mm -hmm. As far as like we, it would be either Melanie and I or Jenny and I. We would just show like a uh, just a recap of what we worked on, but I also show them the things that happen after, like mm. once you start developing your dance. Mm. Like, you know, show them like fancier things, but like in any other art, like let's say martial arts, even just judo, yeah. the first six months of judo, you're just learning how to fall. Right. You're not doing any throws, you're just learning different ways of falling. Yeah. And it's in tango, it's you have to learn the embrace mm -hmm. and the walk. Yeah. And those are the biggest things about tango is the connection with the floor, the music, and your partner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's amazing just how a good embrace and a simple walk, how that just feels like heaven. You know, you don't need all that fancy stuff. It's, it, it all starts with that, uh, with those fundamentals. And I agree with you. And that's one of the things when I see you dance, you have that. You have a really nice embrace. You have a really nice walk. Oh, and especially you. in the Malonga, you just don't have, you don't have not just the space, to yeah. do these things, but it's just 
a lot of times you're dancing with somebody new. Yeah. You're not going to try to do these fancy moves and make a follower feel like they're inadequate or mm-hmm. anything like that. Right. You know, and especially when you're just meeting somebody, you don't tell them your life. You know, you don't come out when you just meet somebody. You don't tell them your, yeah. what happened to you in the past. Yeah. It's the same way with Tango. I don't show what I know. I, I, I try to talk about in our dance the things that we both know. Yeah, that's a really good way of uh, thinking that. Don't don't spill your guts, you know, on the first conversation. That's, that's oh for sure. That's an excellent you know, I wouldn't even spill my guts in the first three months of a conversation. <laughs> right, you know, right, yeah. it takes a while to build that intimacy of a dance, mm-hmm. and that's one thing Tango is. It's very intimate, and yeah. um, I try not to make a follower feel like they don't have a say in our dance. So mm-hmm. I I don't throw any high-level things when I just don't even know who they are, yeah. you know. But as far as keeping the, the new students yeah. uh, interested mm-hmm. about tango and keeping them in, like I said, the music is so foreign. Yeah, That's one of the hardest things to have your body move to a music that you, don't, you, you can't associate with mm-hmm. at first. Yeah, This is at first. So what we do is we, we put music on that has a, a nice rhythm, even like narco tango or yeah. something where it just has the same melody mm-hmm. and rhythm. So they don't hear the complex of, let's say, you know, Biagi or anything like that. Right. So I don't play any of that stuff in our beginners class. Mm. What we do is we, if it's absolute beginners, we have things that they can relate to, whether mm-hmm. it's blues music, something where they can feel their body because they understand it. Mm. They understand the music and the rhythm. And then we start slipping in tango. Yeah. We start slipping it in in a few of the songs. And then they're already hooked on the connection of the embrace and walk by that time mm-hmm. because they're listening to first the blues or alternative, whatever it is. But it's something that they can relate to is yeah. the biggest thing for uh, Jenny and I or Melanie and I. Okay. But one thing we definitely do is we work on close embrace at first because mm-hmm. they have to really be uh, comfortable with human contact. Yeah. Open embrace is easier to work with later on, but Mm -hmm. to me, the close embrace is the introduction to me for tango because Mm -hmm. you can always open it up, but if they start an open Mm -hmm. and they dance to the open all the time, it's hard for them to start getting comfortable with the close. I see. A lot harder to me. Okay. So I got kind of a broader question for you. Do you have a favorite type of student? Well... As you've noticed, I'm sure in most tango places, a lot of them um, are not so outgoing. They're more personal. They're more introvert. Yeah. Um, I think that's what catches them in tango is because they're able to be around uh, a group of people mm-hmm. and not have to talk so much yeah. and just discuss things and be very social. They can just work on their technique and the dance mm-hmm. and then move on. Yeah. And so when I see that to people, I try to I try to like focus on them because there's something about them that's blocking them from mm. just even just connecting with other humans. They just like to dance, but mm. they don't want to have the other parts of it. Yeah. So in our community, when I see students like that, those are the ones that tend to I tend to give more information and detail because they're the ones that are easier to to retract and go back at their house and not 
not see any humans for a while. <laughs> you <laughs> yep. know? And it's like that. And there's yeah. some people yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of programmers that work at home. Yeah. This is their outlet. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. A lot of times this is their outlet. They come out and be with, with humans or not humans, just people. Yeah. You know, and to be able to uh to to express. Mm-hmm. Those That's are the ones I really like. And the ones that have other dance backgrounds beforehand mm-hmm. are sometimes a lot easier to work with. Yeah. Because they they have uh, balance, they're they're more balanced, and mm-hmm. a lot of them are already musical. Yeah, the harder ones are the ones that want to do this, mm-hmm. but have now no experience in dancing at all. So to me, those are harder, but they are the ones that stay. A lot of them are the ones that stay in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had a really interesting and very unique introduction to tango. That that surprise gift was was really cool. So were you nervous at all? during your first lesson? Uh, it was a private, so privates okay. are you know, definitely harder. But when you go to a group class, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it was nerve-wracking because I didn't know anybody at all. Uh-huh. But luckily, the woman took me there. You yeah. know, that's who I, I, knew, I knew. But mm-hmm. the hardest part for me was dancing with others you know, during practice mm-hmm. that I didn't know. And yeah. some people are actually good at that. They, they like that. Yeah. With me, I was the other way around. Uh, I only wanted to dance with the person that I uh, that that brought me there. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was definitely nervous when I had to dance with somebody that I didn't know at all. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so what we do in our classes is we uh, do like a soul train line. Okay. And so they have to dance with others. Mm-hmm. That's how we do it. Because when people just say switch partners, a lot of people just don't switch because they don't know which way to go. Uh, this way, a soul train line kind of forces them because they're, they're, it's not who you're picking. You're not picking like uh, just the the one that you brought with you or whatever. Yeah. You have to just go through the soul train line. And that's, yeah. and that's how we do it in a beginner's class. But mm-hmm. we do that for the first 15 minutes, mm-hmm. and then we have partnered. Then we partner them up, and then we switch partners during mm-hmm. that time. Yeah. But the first 15 minutes is just like kind of a, a meet and greet. But yeah. you're meeting meeting with an embrace and a walk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's for for our listeners. I also want to to emphasize one of many really great things that Rod and Jenny both do is they're really organized about uh, you know keeping order during that group class switching partners. I mean, um, yeah, it's it's very orderly. You're going to meet everybody. You're going to dance with everybody, and it's and it's not. Um, I would say it's non-threatening. It's very natural and comfortable. And um, yeah, and I think people don't realize that that takes thought into setting up. I think yeah. that's the, the accounting side of me. I'm an accountant, so uh. <laughs> I have to have some sort of structure. Yeah. And, and, that's, and that's why uh, we do that. And it also helps because the way we do it, it they have to you know dance in the line of dance. So it kind of mm-hmm. like things we teach are always uh, for social dancing as mm-hmm. well, so we want them to be able to do it in a malonga, but also be able to do it in the line of dance. Mm-hmm. So that's why that structure. But thank you for uh, noticing that we do definitely do that. And the things that we like to do is um, have people that are used to our dance, yeah. are used to our class, mm-hmm. come with us wherever we go. Yep. So it helps the other communities be organized as far as the way we structure our classes. Yeah, yeah, that's excellent, yeah. 
So uh, a lot of our listeners, Rod, they are uh, beginning, they are just starting to get addicted to tango, but they're still kind of nervous while they're in class. So what advice do you have for beginners who are just starting out, just starting to get into it on pacing or, I know it's kind of another broad question to throw at you, but what would you, what would you recommend that they, that they do? Well, the first thing that I, we usually do in our class mm-hmm. is stretch, and mm-hmm. that relaxes the body. Mm-hmm. So once the body gets relaxed a little bit more than being tense and going right into a class, mm-hmm. we relax them a little bit, and from there, we just start letting them know that, give them certain technique, and we don't talk as much. We just let them do things, and then we always stop it after every song mm-hmm. and just give tips. But as far as the nervousness, yeah. I think it, 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 the more they, they'll stop being nervous, the more they come, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they come once a month, yeah, it's never going to come out. But right. I think you want to enforce, or not enforce, but you want to kind of suggest to the people that tango is not a one-hour, once-a-week dance to learn. That's right. It's, it's not, you, you're just not going to ever get to another level of it. Mm-hmm. There's practicing. And it's not just practicing uh, on your own. It's going to the organizers, uh, what they're organizing during the week. There's mm-hmm. practicas, there's classes, and there's privates. And those are the only ways. I mean, that's one thing about Tango. It takes money. It yeah. takes money and time. Mm-hmm. Whether it's, you know, private lessons, workshops, you know, Tango shoes even. Right. You know, right. <laughs> it's just, it takes a little money. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times... Um, you know, people don't have the time, or they don't have the money, yeah. but they can't expect an, any miracle of a teacher. Mm-hmm. It's got to be come from within, yeah. how much they want. The, the teacher can, you know, volunteer as much information as they want, but if the student doesn't come but only one hour a week, mm-hmm. teachers are not miracle workers. It's, it's just not going to happen that right. way. It's a long commitment in Tango. And mm-hmm. for people that are just beginning, one thing I always tell them is, like, this is something if you want to learn within a year two years whatever Mm -hmm. this is gonna last you for the rest of your life this is one of the best investments you can have because you can go anywhere in the world and you'll find a tango community and that's how you'll meet locals Mm -hmm. all the time yeah and that to me is a a long-term investment you know and the better you are I mean your confidence level everything like tango is a lifestyle to me so It's the music now. It's it's you know the milongas. It's it's the social part. It's it's the dance. It's mm-hmm. you know learning from teachers. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think you'll ever stop wanting to learn as a as a dancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you probably hear this from your students. I heard from mine. They'll at some point they'll come up and to you and they'll say, "Wow, this tango changed my life. I think about everything differently, and I'm not as tense as I used to be." Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of times for you, for any teachers. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of uh, times where we become a little therapists, you know. Yeah. Like it, people come to you about issues, or you fix their issue because you taught them a certain part of tango, or they didn't know about themselves, and they're kind of like, yeah, it's definitely it. It's it's healthy for your soul. Dancing mm-hmm. is healthy for your soul and yeah. your body. You know, mm-hmm. so to me, uh, tango is also emotional. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a lot of emotional therapy in it as well. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of really positive things about dance itself, but tango in particular mm-hmm. has a lot of things that's changed my life and 
all for the better. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Except for sleep. <laughs> the sleep is the only thing that le- that went backward. That went worse. Because of Tango. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, there's so many great things that happen mm-hmm. after Tango. Excellent. Yeah. Okay, so I got another question for you. Sure. So, so you know, as stu- as teachers, will notice that when when students have trouble progressing, it's not necessarily due to a lack of potential, but but due to mental blocks. And not that we're supposed to fix these mental blocks, but I'm just kind of asking an observation question for you. So, what are some mm-hmm. mental blocks you've observed in students that hold them back from their learning? I think only two or three out of ten don't have a mental block. Mm-hmm. Most do yeah. have a mental block, and as teachers, you have to find different methods in being able to connect with that person mm-hmm. what the mental block is. Mm-hmm. But once you do, it's like that's that's the beauty of for me for sharing and teaching yeah. is when I unblock that from mm-hmm. somebody. It's mm-hmm. all these different methods of doing it. Sometimes it's just from them not hearing the downbeat or because there's no percussion. You know, the downbeat's a little difficult or a little harder for some. Mm-hmm. Or they they don't know how to change weight without mm-hmm. the other uh, without the follower understanding or they're they don't know how to change weight to a point where it's so silent that the follower doesn't change weight and mm-hmm. to change the systems of cross system and parallel those yeah. things are just mental blocks because they're able to do it by themselves without music but mm-hmm. as soon as a person in front of them it changes them uh. so the big part of for me is is having them comfortable with people in front of them mm-hmm. because there's no difference if you can air dance this yeah you should be able to do it when there's a person in front of you yep. the big mental block is when they think that they have to move somebody or they have to overlead mm. to me it's less leading as much as possible and letting yeah. the follower connect mm-hmm. to to you mm-hmm. as well as letting the follower dance freely okay as much as possible. Excellent. I don't impose, I mm-hmm. propose. All right, excellent. It's really wonderful as teachers when we see students, new students starting to show up to Malangas. Um, but Malangas can be kind of a nerve-wracking experience for, for the newbies as well. Uh, so assuming that students know basic códigos like the cabaseo and line of dance, uh, mm-hmm. what Malanga survival tips would you have for new <laughs> students? Uh, for leader and follower, yeah. we... Five, for five minutes in, in our class, every week, five mm-hmm. minutes, we work on Cabaseo for followers and Cabaseo for leaders. Ah. And at the same time, what we try to do is, if I, we see somebody just sitting alone, mm-hmm. we invite them to a table where all our other friends are, so they become part of the community, yeah. especially when they're beginners yes. like that, because we don't want them to, to get overwhelmed with when they see uh, how a Malanga is set. Mm-hmm. So during class, what we'll do is we we fill it up, we mm-hmm. we get it crowded, and we want them to feel more of the energy that's happening than being more claustrophobic around it. Except the <laughs> except mm-hmm. that there's people around you, yeah. you know. Except that there might be a bump or two, but don't be the one that's bumping them. Right. You right. know. Everybody hates the traffic and rush hour, you right. know. Yep. But you just deal with it, mm-hmm. and that's the part that they have to learn is how to be comfortable within the rush hour and not have road rage, yeah. just like in the tango. <laughs> exactly. You know? Yes, tango rage. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And there's gonna, and then we try to stress to our people, mm-hmm. 
um, not be that person that's changing lanes all the time and like yeah. in traffic. We want that. To, we want more harmony in in the milonga. So when we say that, if you're changing lanes, don't say you learn from you know us. <laughs> you better not say you're one of our students because what we want is we want you to represent us as a community yeah. and us as teachers yeah. to, to, to respect the milonga and the line of dance. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. as far as people getting nervous, it just takes time. They have to just practice more. They have to go to practicas. Yeah. They have to take class. Because milonga, there's nothing we can say, it's okay to do it now. Like, go out mm -hmm. there. Yeah. But it's like swimming. You have to get in the water to learn mm -hmm. how to swim. You just can't, you just can't keep practicing on land. You have to mm -hmm. just wet your feet. You know, and that's yeah. what it is. Jump in there, yeah. and then you're gonna make mistakes. But just be ready, and don't take sensitive pills right. if you're making mistakes. Just mm -hmm. it's part of it. it yeah. Everybody's journey has that, mm -hmm. and that's what you gotta stress to your beginners and students yep. and people in your community, especially mm -hmm. the more advanced ones. They have to support when people are coming in to begin. Yes. I know everybody becomes a little selfish and wants to make sure that. Their dance is great when they're dancing, mm -hmm. but to us, tango will die if the old guards, if the elder tango people, yeah. not by age, but just tango experience, when I say elders, mm -hmm. don't help bring up the, the, the new generation mm -hmm. of tango. Yeah. If, it takes a community, not just the teacher. It take, everybody's got to accept the new ones because if not, it's just going to it's just gonna. Wilter, it's just gonna die. Yeah. You know, that community just won't grow. Yeah. Level wise or population wise, mm -hmm. if the elders don't keep accepting that there's these guys are new, they don't know navigation very well yet. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, they're, that's why they're coming to class and they're they're going to Omolonga for the first time. Don't like mean mug them and look mean at them right. when they're making a mistake. It happens. Yep. But one of the things is they have to. Then you gotta tell the students when they're doing that, you gotta just let them know, hey, I saw you at the Malanga. Mm -hmm. You need to watch this part, watch this part. I mean your your coach yep. slash teacher, you yep. know. Excellent. Yeah, and I think that's a really important point you bring up about community. It's yeah, it's fun to be a part of the Tango community, but it's also it's a responsibility as well. And there is we all gotta be proactive. Exactly. We yeah. don't I'm not saying everybody let everybody be a policeman. Right. And be like, right. you know, blow a whistle on somebody <laughs> because they cross, or, you know, they're going the wrong way sometimes exactly. or they're holding traffic back. Yeah. But be more of a counselor. Yes. You know? Yeah. yeah so be more good. of a counselor to pay it forward because mm -hmm. you didn't start off really good. Mm -hmm. You went through it, maybe not as bad as some, maybe worse than some, but you went through the same issues. So you just gotta help the next one. Yep. Especially if you have the experience, it's almost your responsibility if you're in that community to help and bring mm -hmm. it up. Yeah, absolutely. So that's a great segue into my next question. So Rod, you have visited uh, dozens of communities everywhere and you've seen ton different kinds of people, different kinds of organizers. So in your in your personal observations, what do, what do the, do the really successful, vibrant communities all have in common? Tangle Harmony okay. is the uh, that's that's one of the things. Um, what organizers that I've experienced and, and saw from firsthand, they not now this is not a lot of them because there's there there 
there's always friction in every community. Mm -hmm. But the ones that I, I've seen successful or grow are the ones that the, the elder the elder tango, every mm -hmm. time I say elder, just don't think of age. I mean like the ones that are experienced, either they're teachers, organizers, or just mm -hmm. dancers that have been dancing for many, many years. Yeah. Those all work together. They support each organizer. They support each each uh, each teacher, and they work together. And this is I'm talking about small cities, but with a vibrant uh, community. Even though there's not many dancers, maybe there's 60 to 80 active dancers, mm -hmm. but they all work together, and they they don't bump each other. If there's one organizer doing a a, a, a malonga or even practica. The other one's not going to do it at the same time to split it. Yeah. That's one of the things. And as far as teachers, I know a lot of teachers. This is this is their income. Yeah. You know, this is all. This is what they do mm -hmm. for a living. So I can understand where competition to them sometimes is is more like, hey, you're taking money from from me. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, isn't the objective as far as community to right. have more people growing? to yep. grow the community. Mm -hmm. I understand the, the money part, you know. Mm -hmm. Luckily for, for me, I have a job and this is more for, you know, for what I love to do and, and teach and mm -hmm. I DJ and organize. I, I just, I, I really dove into tango. Yeah. But for the ones that this is their living and, and they, the only thing I ask of them is don't get mad if your students go to somebody else and right. check them out and they prefer mm -hmm. them or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. To me, I don't want somebody like to leave tango because I, I made them feel guilty because they were going to somebody else. Right, right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like we push students to go other to go to other teachers mm -hmm. just because we might not be the right teachers for them. We might not ever unblock that mental block that you were talking about. Yeah. But another teacher might find it mm -hmm. and they in tango yeah. as opposed to Quitting tango because we couldn't get them that mental block away from them. Mm -hmm. So what we do is say, hey, you should check out these teachers. And when visiting teachers come, you should take the class. Yeah. Not try to hold them back and say, hey, you should just stay. You know, I don't know if you'd want to go to that teacher because of this, this, and that. I'd rather have them experience it. Mm -hmm. And then you know, we take the Pepsi challenge. So we say, yeah, I know, <laughs> they'll come back to us. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Good. Good. Okay, next thing I want to bring up is uh, something um, I think we should all be very excited for. You got a big thing, big, some big news coming up in 2018. Tell us about the, yes, Windy, yes. the Windy City Tango Festival, July 4th weekend, 2018. You know, we had a great festival during that time uh, for the past, I don't know, Shafkat's been doing it for 10, 10 years. years, last yeah. 10 years. And before that, Maria Alfarov, who... Yeah. Uh, owns our tango was doing it prior to that mm -hmm. so what we wanted to do we didn't want to take over that's the mm -hmm. first thing and foremost we're starting something new yep. but what we wanted to do was keep that same date mm -hmm. because to us we have the Chicago mini tango festival in April yeah then there was a festival in in uh, the July we wanted mm -hmm. to make sure that Chicago still had that spot mm -hmm. But we're, we didn't want to call it, oh, we're taking over Shafkats because Shafkats was a whole unique and yeah. great uh, thing. What we're doing is celebrating Chicago as a festival. It's going to be in the city, mm -hmm. not going to be at a hotel. Mm -hmm. It's going to be in the city. So 
people can see other parts of the city. Well, we're going to have everything in one class, but we're going to try to move a few of the malongas around, mm -hmm. or maybe just one or two, to different places so they get to see other parts of where we actually have our malongas in the city. Mm -hmm. And you know, I want, we want them to, to go, like I'm talking about people from out of town, we want them to go check out some of the restaurants that's in the neighborhoods. Like I said, I like being at a hotel, but that it could, sometimes I want to, like any place that I go to a festival, right. I kind of want to check out the city too, right, you know? Right. So what we want to do is just kind of be uh, more in, in the mm -hmm. city of Chicago, you know? And uh, we're, we're, the teachers that we're bringing up are people that are, either based in Chicago, mm -hmm. like the Argentines that are based in Chicago that probably a lot of people have taken classes from, but I kind of want to acknowledge them as part of being in Chicago, mm -hmm. as well as uh, some people from out of town taking, taking uh, classes from them as well as seeing them perform in a mm -hmm. festival in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And also some of the teachers that we're bringing are Influ uh, big influence in Chicago, either present or past. Mm -hmm. That's put a put their stamp as, uh, from being you know uh, here for a certain length of time mm -hmm. and uh, influence a lot of our dancers. Yeah. So our our Argentine teachers are going to be Adrián and Alejandra. Nice. Uh, Oscar Casas and uh, Jessica. Excellent. Afernoni. Uh, Ernan and Daniela, and then we have a European couple coming here, one from Poland and one from Australia, Damien Thompson, right. and he has his partner from Poland. Also, mm -hmm. uh, me and Jenny All are right. going to teach a couple classes because okay. we're going to be pretty busy yeah. doing organi uh, organizing everything, but uh, you know, we want to also represent as far as mm -hmm. teaching and performing, showing what Chicago is all about as well, and we have an up-and-coming couple that's uh, based in Cleveland, but they teach in New York, Pittsburgh, and, mm -hmm. and they have their school in Cleveland, which is Alberto and Michaela. Uh, nice. So we have six set of teachers, 33 workshops, uh, six practicas, and four malongas. Wow. So that is what we are bringing All in right. 2018. Okay. Well, I, and click, I, hope, I click going. I, I click going on that. <laughs> on <laughs> well, that I'm hoping... Point. You bring your new students and, yes. and your community with because, it, like I said, it you know festivals aren't aren't always uh, uh, a thing of business. It's more of a, a celebration, and that's what we're yes. trying to bring. But of course, you know, uh, it does have a lot of expenses, and hopefully, people will come and support it. <laughs> sure. And I'm, I'm hoping like a lot of the Midwest, all the surrounding states, come yeah. because I think it's going to be a, a nice uh, uh, event. That yeah. we're gonna have as our gonna first one. Excellent, excellent. Okay, Rod. So where else can we find out about you online? Right now, you can always look up Rod Jenny Tango. Uh, there's mm -hmm. a group page, three one two movement. dot com, Facebook group page, as, okay. as well as there's gonna be updated in our website, three one two movement. dot com. Okay. And you can always look at YouTube uh, for uh, Jenny Teeters and Rod Relucio performances excellent excellent okay i'll have all that in our show notes so they'll be able to see it when it comes up in thank in you iTunes. joe yeah yeah um I, I really i like when we went to visit mm -hmm. uh madison i really thought that that town first of all madison's a cool ass town <laughs> second i like how you really like helped organize everything for us 
Mm -hmm. And your community was great. Oh, they're um, wonderful they, people. They really accepted a lot of the students that we brought with them, and everybody yeah. really got along. And it was it was a very good weekend. And uh, our students are still like some are still mentioning it, like, "Hey, we had a great time. When are we going to come back?" So one day, yeah. we're going to have to do it again. Yes, definitely. Come back. Definitely. All right, Rod. Again, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. I know you've got a, a lot to to. A lot going yeah. on <laughs> these days. Yeah. yeah, and it's been great. Um, Jenny says hi. Um, great. She's oh, nice just great. Here, but, uh, she definitely wanted to be here, mm -hmm. and uh, she definitely has a lot of input. I wish you were able to ask her the same questions because yeah. uh, she has you know, a lot of input when it comes to these kind of questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well we'll, well, we'll get you back on here again sometime. All right. Good talking to you, Joe. Likewise. All right. Take care, Rod. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that was another great conversation. It's always fun talking to Rod. And it's great that he's starting the Windy City Tango Festival in July of 2018. Do check that out. I have included the link in the show notes. As a tango instructor, Rod and his partner Jenny are very attentive. Even in the largest of group classes, they try to get to everyone. And although they might have only a few moments to help you through a figure, they have a way of making you feel like you're the only one in the room. Over the course of the interview, there were a lot of items that stuck out to me. One was the analogy he made between leading and having a conversation. Rod mentioned that for leaders at a Malanga, you shouldn't dance everything you know. Dance what you and your partner both know. He said that throwing in every move you're familiar with is like telling your entire life story to someone you just met. And we've all come across someone like that, and it's never been good. Another point that Rod brought up is that you don't become a better dancer just by taking classes once a week. You need to go to practicas and milongas. Milongas can be intimidating, but getting out there on the dance floor is like learning to swim by jumping in the pool. You just have to take the plunge. Yes, we'll make mistakes and sometimes it'll be awkward, but as Rod said, we're all gonna go through that and it's just part of the learning process. And when we do become more experienced, we should make an effort to support other beginners and make them feel welcome. So thank you again, Rod, for your thoughts. And hopefully sometime in the near future, we'll get to hear from his partner, Jenny Teeters, as well. And to all of you listeners, thank you again so much for tuning into Joe's Tango Podcast. If you enjoy this program and you're listening on iTunes or SoundCloud, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a five-star rating, a positive review, and remember to subscribe. It just takes a couple seconds. That does a lot to help more people find this podcast. And of course, sharing this with your friends would also be lovely. I truly, truly appreciate your support. Okay, that's it for now. We'll have more shows coming to you every week. I'm Joe Yang. Talk to you again soon.